Welcome back to Travolta. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering all dogs. Enjoy the episode. Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff, my fucking knee, uh, Stuart, my fucking knee, Stuart, I need it replaced, Jeff. We, we've been doing this podcast for a year now. It's almost F- like we're fifty-seven fucking years. It's almost <laughs> like we're old dogs oh, at it. Oh god, oh god, I'm such a fucking oh, old dog. I need to back. be need to be put down. Oh, Somebody god. help me. I've been and doing me. this podcast for so many years. I need to be. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, welcome to Literature yeah, Multi, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Old Dogs. Welcome to Old Dogs. Um, That's right. We are covering the 2009 Walt Becker, Walt Becker picture, Old Dogs. Now, Walt Becker. That's, Walt a, Be- that's a familiar name. Yeah, he did Wild Hogs. The Wild Hogs. Yes. One of our great episodes. Yeah, my dad was on that one. He was. A fun time. It was a very fun time. Yeah, we are, um, as you folks know, we're officially in the Travolta exploitation era. Hope you enjoyed our episode last week on Taking a Pell Him 1, 2, 3 uh, with Cole. Uh, act and 3. We are in Act 3. We're in Act 3. As we talked about yesterday, we are in Act 3. And, like, I feel like we're looking down the barrel of a gun here. <laughs> You're looking at some threats <laughs> coming our way. Uh, what do we have to look forward to? We got some hits coming up, don't you worry. And by hits, I mean bullet impacts. <laughs> this, like, I feel like era, era one had a little bit for both of us. Yeah. Era two was mostly for me. I feel like era, I got era a... Two, era two was for both of us. What are you talking well, about? I, I got a lot of era two. Yeah. I got some good era two moments. Yeah. Era three. It's all me. It's all you. <laughs> <laughs> These are all my kind of movies. It's all your kind of movies. But Di- Direct-to-video action movie made for $2 million. <laughs> But, kind of movie. but you know what? You know what? Old Dogs. Yeah, Old Dogs. We're going to get heralded in by Old Dogs. Came out in 2009. How old were you in 2009, Jeff? How old was I? I was like 13-ish. I would have been about 14. Yeah. Would have been 14. Uh, Almost 8th grade. Yeah, would have been 8th grade. Yeah. So. Uh, I So, this movie came out and... I, I, uh, when I knew we were going to watch this movie, like, I saw the title Old Dogs, and I saw that it had the one and only, the greatest person to ever live the face of the earth. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yes, is in this movie. Um, now, I, I just knew that going in. I thought, oh, cool, this is a Robin Williams movie. This will be fun to watch. I started watching this. Jeff. I had seen this movie before. (laughs) Yeah, Stuart realized you'd seen this. And I had no idea. I totally forgot I had seen this movie yeah. before. I almost saw this movie before. Yeah. I was on a vacation with my uncle, and he brought me and my cousin to the movie theater. And he said we had a choice to go see Old Dogs or The Princess and the Frog. And you picked Princess we and the Frog. We inexplicably picked The Princess and the Frog. Um, good choice. Good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
This also, even though we had a choice between those two movies, this is also a Disney picture. It is. Uh, it is not on Disney Plus, though. Uh, presumably, Disney saw this and said, "No, we are not putting that on the platform." <laughs> it uh, would you say it violates some codes of the Geneva Convention? I would not. I would say this movie has a a, a distaste for humanity. Yeah, this movie does not like people, which to jump right into the context corner. This movie um, is by a filmmaker, Walt Becker. Yes. Who we talked about in Wild Hogs. Yeah. Also a fame of... Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Trip. Yeah, Alvin, the Road Chip. Road don't, Chip. Don't, don't you get that wrong. And Clifford, the new movie that just yeah, came out this Clifford, year. Yeah, Clifford the Big Red Dog just came out. Um, but, you know, Walt Becker is a guy who uh, has a following online, believe it or not. Uh, as we talked about a little bit in Wild Hogs. Yeah. Uh, as a bit of a vulgar auteurist in the stylings of John Waters, <laughs> huh. uh, who he actually gives a cameo to in Alvin and the Chipmunks. John Waters pops up. Um, but he has a following as like just kind of making movies that hate people and hate humanity. Yeah. Um, and I think this very much fits in, and provocative movies, and I think this very much fits into that secretly. Yeah. I don't think this movie remotely achieves doing what it's trying to do, which would be like a heartwarming family comedy. But I think it's this like vulgar oddity from another dimension with uh, nothing but contempt for humanity. Well, it's funny you should say that, Jeff, because... Kind of, this movie's kind of entertaining. It has some moments. It has some moments. Mm -hmm. um, so this movie I read in IMDb Trivia, the greatest source of knowledge yes. uh, known to humanity, better than the Alexandria Library. Yes. Uh, well, this, the Alexandria Library is burned down. The exactly. IMDb Trivia wasn't, so like, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. IMDb Trivia's got to beat. Uh, this movie was originally rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where, here's what kind of was a little funny. They cut 19 minutes out of it. Yes. Turned it to PG-13. Yes. You mean to tell me that the differentiating factor of what made this an R movie was 19 minutes? Yes. And that is exactly what I think the problem with this movie is. Absolutely. Is that this was made as an... And we've talked about in the past how I said, I don't think a movie changing from PG-13 to R can really affect its impact. Like a good movie still a good movie. Yeah. This is the exception to that rule. <laughs> that uh, If you take an R-rated like adult comedy, you cut 19 minutes out and you try and make it a family family comedy. A family comedy. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> because Walt Becker had done Wild Hogs, which uh, is an adult comedy. It it's a mild adult comedy. It's a yeah. PG thirteen mild adult comedy. But it is an adult comedy. But it is an adult comedy. Um, and it it but was this was an R comedy. Well, Wild Hogs was released through Touchstone, which is Disney's yeah. adult branding. Yeah, and this was originally going to be released through that as well, but they made it PG thirteen after poor test screenings. Um. But where we're at right now in the terms of Travolta's career for this movie... Oh, boy. Let's talk about uh, John Travolta. He's in a, a poor spot. Forget about but the other he, amazing human being in the room. Yeah, he's still riding the coast of um, his Disney deal, which we talked about before. Is that Disney is... I mean, a lot, every studio does this, but Disney especially like kind of gets into grooves with certain actors and works with them for a few years mm -hmm. on a few different movies. Um, and I feel like right around this time, Travolta was, you know, he's at the end of his Disney deal. Yeah. Because he had done Wild Hogs. Yeah. Then he did Bolt, and then he does this. He did Bolt, then yeah. Wild Hogs, then this. Wild Hogs, Bolt, this. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does three Disney pictures in a row, and this is this is the end of that. Yeah. But he does the three Disney pictures in a row, two of them with the same director, Walt Becker, who he presumably liked working with, and vice versa, and then an animated comedy, Bolt. Um, and so this is the the tail end of that. I don't think the deal necessarily really worked out the way Disney was hoping. I don't think uh, Old Dogs was the smash hit they were hoping for, though it did actually do rather well. Uh, yeah, this did decently well in the box yeah. office. Uh, tragically. <laughs> no, not tragically. Well, I mean, this. I have an audi- there's an audience for this type of yeah, movie. Yeah, and we are that audience. Uh, well, my family in 2009 was that audience. Yes. You bet your ass we went to see this in theaters, probably. Yeah. You, you and I, uh, I think, actually kind of like in parts of this movie a little bit. Um, I like it, like I said earlier, as this... It is what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, here's something I do want to say. I typically don't like the phrase, turn your brain off movies. Mm-hmm. I typically don't like those phrases when people yeah. say that. Like, when people try to talk about Transformers being a good movie, they usually use that terminology. They're like, why the fuck is Transformers a good movie? And their response is, well, you just got to turn your brain off and enjoy it, man. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. That doesn't mean it makes it good. This mm-hmm. might be an exception. Yeah, this is. This a, might be a movie where it's like turning your brain off would help you a lot for yeah. your viewing experience of this movie. Yes. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. if you're trying to get any more deeper gain of knowledge out of this, mm-hmm. uh, you're not getting. You're not getting anything. And that's what I was saying. I I enjoy uh, kind of the. I don't. I don't think that this movie is as heartwarming as it's trying to be. Probably just because they had to cut 19 minutes out and kind of retroactively make it a heartwarming comedy. The most heartwarming segment is Seth Green getting close to a gorilla. Yes. (laughs) That is what this movie's about. That is what this movie really is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, fun fact about this movie. uh, It was delayed for nearly a year for three reasons. Yes. This is a cursed production. Yes. First reason was Bernie Mac's death. Yes. He's only in like two scenes. Yeah. And this is his last movie. Mm-hmm. He's only in two scenes, but if you watch closely at the credits, he still gets his own personal hairstylist, yeah. personal wardrobe artist. Like, I think he might have been planned to be in more scenes of this movie. Well, he didn't die during production, I don't think. Oh, was it postponed after production? It, I think it was. I okay. think they were in post production, and he died, okay. and his death caused them to delay it. Okay. So, like, yeah, they. The first delay was that. The second delay, was for and we talked about this on our. Um, either our Travolta recap or taking a Pelham 123 episode. Oh, it was the retrospective. Yeah. um, With uh, Travolta's oldest son, Jet, tragically passing away. Mm -hmm. So after that happened, then they deleted it again. Then the third reason was uh, Robin Williams had a health scare with his heart. Mm. So, uh, yeah, very cursed uh, distribution uh, project. Uh, So eventually came out. I want to say they shot this film early 2008 they shot this movie it seems like early 2008 late 2007 yeah i think it probably late 2007 is more likely because bernie mac um actually shot a movie after this that came out before it mm, okay from what i'm reading right here but this was distribute his last distributed yes movie. this is his last released movie yeah so um, unless you count the trailer for transformers the last night which if you've not seen the trailer is uh oh no it's the trailer for bumblebee that's it Bernie Mac as a they use his uh his lines from the first Transformers movie. Oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. But like it's like this epic echo in the music's like swelling in the back's like dude, you know, driver don't pick the car. Car, car, car picks, picks the, the driver. driver. I just see Bumblebee like rattling in and 
crazy. <laughs> and so, that was a good movie. Yeah, first Transformers, great movie. Uh, same Bumblebee. Oh, Bumblebee, good movie too. Bumblebee was a good those movie. are the those are the two like good Transformers movies, like actually good ones. The first one and Bumblebee. Yeah, uh, Dark of the Moon is highly impressive <laughs> as a movie. Um, impressive like, at how much it sucked. No, they did insane stunt work for that movie. It's ridiculous. They had guys jumping off of skyscrapers with squirrel suits. Um, nuts. Anyway, we're 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 diverging. We're diverging. Um, so I'm going to get back into the context corner. Yeah. I, I was uh, making my way over onto divergence, uh, the divergence den. I'm going to get back to the context corner. Let me just take a few steps back over there. Okay. So. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> what? I was in the divergence den. I had to get out. Um. <laughs> So this is the the tail end of John Travolta's deal with this, and this is also the last Disney film Robin Williams does. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he had had a, a pretty decent run with them, you know, with movies like Flubber and the first and last Aladdin movies, et cetera. A decent run, but a run that was kind of annoying for Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Like, almost all of his movies that he made with Disney was not without any conflict involved. Yes. Like Aladdin. Um, a lot of people know about the Aladdin story. Yeah. Um. I'm sure there was something involved with Flubber. I don't really know uh, what, but it seemed, just seems like uh, Robin Williams walked away out of his Disney deal, kind of like, I don't really think I need to do that ever again. Yeah, he's like, I'm kind of getting sick of Disney. But even though what's tragic about that, though, is like Robin Williams, who in his early days of his movie career, we're going to do the Robin Williams context corner now, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, because oh. uh, uh, Robin Williams is my godfather. Um <laughs> <laughs> Not just because he's my father in heaven, but also legally he's my godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's not, but I wish he was. Uh, Robin Williams in his early career, mostly adult films, mm-hmm. adult-oriented films. Yeah. Uh, dramas, um, adult comedies. Um, and it's then, you know, Aladdin, which was, what year was Aladdin? It was like... Aladdin was 92. 92. Um, Aladdin was sort of the stepping stone that sort of turned Robin Williams into this mature adult humoristic presence on screen mm-hmm. uh to child uh movie star kind of yeah and because i mean after aladdin it's the run of um it is aladdin toys mrs doubtfire yeah turns it more into a family household Jumanji, jack yeah. <laughs> well and then it, aladdin and the king of thieves and then it kind of I think what happened with Williams is that he sees that immediate rise of fame from that. Like he gets more money that way. I mean, all the movies he did for hire were great movies, but like, I don't think either of them were getting in the big bucks. He's getting into these uh, family friendly films and they're making the big dollars in the box office and they're getting him bigger paychecks. But what's happening though, is that with every project he's taking after that is sort of pigeonholes him more in because then we're going to get Popeye uh, well, Popeye was at the beginning of his career. It was in the beginning of his career. That was 1980. Was it that early? Yeah, that was a Fucking that hell. was a Robert Altman picture. Fucking hell. The Stuart, this context corner doesn't have a accurate context in it. Well, I mean, what I will say though is this is sort of kind of the downfall of Robin Williams's fame mm-hmm. with old dogs and therefore onward. It does more con- You know, we were talking about uh, Travolta does uh, direct to DVD action movies. Robin yeah. Williams is direct to DVD family movies. Yeah. And that's where these two stars are sort of heading at this point. Yeah. And so. the, they're making a movie kind of about that. 
They are. That is that is the interesting element of this movie. Yeah. Is that this is the first time I'm not necessarily the first time for Robin Williams, it's the first time Travolta's playing old without like playing old. Yeah, that that's part of, that's a problem I have with this movie yeah. is they're called old dogs and they imply that they're both of the same age. Yet yes. if you watch them in this movie, one of them clearly looks older than the yes. other. <laughs> yes. And for real life context, Robin Williams is only three years older than Travolta. Yeah. But Robin Williams does look significantly older. And it's because Travolta's, you know, still dyeing his hair. He's definitely getting some fillings. Some in, little work done. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Robin Williams is all organic, bitch. <laughs> all organic. All organic, motherfucker. <clears throat> you know what he did when he got his hair white? He kept it white. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robin Williams does have some work done in this movie, which we'll talk about. Which, uh, that was part of the violation of the Geneva Convention yeah, I might have been referring to. This movie does break some laws. <laughs> this movie did break We're, we're going to talk about that. So um, that, those are my context bits. Do you have yeah. any more context bits before we get into the plot? I mean, I kind of just scatterbrained all the context there, but it's a Walt Becker picture. Yeah, he's known for, you know, kind of making vulgar movies. Uh, this kind of set him on the path of making kids' movies for the rest of his career, probably against his will. Because he wanted this to be an R-rated comedy, but then after this, he stuck doing Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, and Clifford, The Big Red Dog. All of which were years apart from each other. Yes. He has like, he takes like five years between his moves to really hone his craft. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right. yeah, that that's basically the context of Old Dogs. First time Travolta's playing old. And so, I mean, I guess like we can get into the plot, but this is going to be a little interesting, and Jeff. I would also say this, oh. you know, thinking about it, this... I think this is the last time Travolta does like a family movie, really? which in some semblance was kind of his bread and butter for a little bit. I mean, look who's talking was like his life preserver. Like this is this is because we're right at the beginning of the, the third era. Yeah, and this feels like the last gasp of it in some semblance. Like this is him trying to get back to his look who's talking days. Yeah, but I can't even say that because it was made as an R-rated comedy. I mean, look who's talking is kind of an R-rated family comedy. Yeah, it is kind of. <laughs> but uh, this is his last time really doing a, a movie for families. Because after this, it's all R-rated action movies and whatnot, which I know you're very excited about. Yeah, I'm very excited about mm-hmm. this. Okay, uh, now so just dive plot, time, <clears throat> plot time, plot uh, time. So this is going to be interesting. When we, so we talk, stop, as we start talking about the plot, I don't know about you, Jeff, but like I don't have that many, many notes. I have a lot of notes for this movie. Do you? Yeah. Two pages, just of like things that happen. They're not going to be like deep notes. Okay, yeah. Well, that's kind of my thing too, is I have like bullet points. Yeah. And then it kind of stops. So basically, Robin Williams plays Dan. Yes. What's Dan's last name? Uh, Good question. Dan Rayburn. What's <clears throat> John Travolta's character name? Charlie Reed. Charlie Reed. Yeah. So Dan and Charlie... Williams and Travolta, two of America's sweethearts. Travolta getting top billing in this movie, in spite of Robin Williams being the lead. Yeah. Robin Williams is very much the lead character of this movie. Very much so. But Travolta, like like I said, this is the last gasp of his A-list era. He's still getting top billing because he is a big star. And then this is basically the end of that. Right. So Robin Williams and Travolta are two best buds. Mm-hmm. Which they are in real life. With were in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but they they were best friends in real life. Uh, but they're best friends in this movie. Dan and Charlie. They're mm-hmm. business partners. They work yes. for a sports marketing agency. Yeah, and they used to be 
hot shit. Like they're like the two playboys of uh, of sports marketing. And we kind of get that with this opening montage showing some old photos yeah. of them together. With some very dodgy compositing work. With some very dodgy compositing work. Now, a few episodes back, this was way back in the Act, act 2 yeah. A-list era, we covered a movie called Lonely Hearts. And we talked about dodgy compositing in the opening montage. Yeah. This movie truly also has dodgy. It's funny because some of the compositing, because like it'll be a picture of like some high schoolers and like John Travolta's head is like inhumanly grafted onto the top of one of them. <laughs> but the thing is, I learned, I read this. Some of those pictures are actually from the production of Carrie. Yeah. Of John Travolta. And they just put other people around him. So he looks the least dodgy, but everyone else still looks dodgy. <laughs> and then they photoshopped Robin Williams from his days in like yeah, the 70s. Mork and 80s, Mindy. Mork and Mindy uh, into a screenshot of John yeah. Travolta and Carrie in the car. They just took out Nancy Allen. Mm. Yes. And they put in Robin Williams. Nancy Allen. That's disrespectful. Well, she died um, in a blowout, so. Yeah. Rest Sorry. in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> so they're best friends, and they used to be hot shot yeah. with, like, the girls and all that stuff, but they're clearly I'm, out of touch. As a meta commentary on both their careers, I was vibing with this right off the bat. Yeah. it's about two guys who used to be, like, the charmers. Like, Travolta was, like, you know, sex symbol, um, big actor. Robin Williams was the funniest guy in Hollywood. And not to say that they aren't any of those things anymore, but they're growing older. Yeah. So this movie is, at this point, I think, trying to be about, like, the two of them, their their celebrity personas, kind of settling down into an old age and into a family routine, which both of them in real life were doing. Yeah. So there's an interesting meta-commentary angle of this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I never thought I'd say about the movie, the motion picture Old Dogs. (laughs) In 2009. Yes, the 2009 <laughs> Waltbecker film. Yeah. Uh, but so they're they're going to a business pitch. Yes. And Travolta's like, oh, I'm going to tell them that like Fremont story. It's like, no, don't tell them the Fremont story. But then they go to the bu- business pitch. And they're meeting this- with a team of Japanese investors. Yes. They're trying to get them to help them expand into Japanese sports, I think is the bit. I think so, I yeah. believe that's it. So um, Travolta immediately tells the story yes. about how... Rob Williams is upset. He just got divorced. Yes. And so John Travolta's like, I'm going to take you to Miami and we're going to go party it up. Yeah. And so they do. It's this fast montage scene. There's a quick shot of like, you know, Travolta and uh, Rob Williams getting drunk, getting crazy, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Williams gets a tattoo. They're in the, they're in. All right. Can I just say, Travolta and Rob Williams chemistry as friends in this movie really strong really good i think they're both actually okay in this movie yeah i really like the two of them are actually even travolta is actually funny in this like he has good timing he does and like williams doesn't have to like try yeah he is just he's funny he's funny he's funny on screen there are some lines that you can tell were just robin williams ad-libs in this movie oh absolutely uh and so he gets a, they're, they're at the tattoo shop and it's Travolta and Williams building for drugs. Like, I want you to get free man, free man. Yeah. And it's Fremont. Yeah. And he gets Fremont <laughs> tattoo. And it's a good bit. And it's a good bit. Well, the good bit is that Robin Williams, he, they could have just said like, yeah, it cost me a million dollars to get it removed or something like that. But he kept it. And that it. could have been that. But the rest of this movie, every time Robin Williams takes his shirt off, you yes. have to look at that yeah. giant Fremont <laughs> blasted across his chest. <laughs> And they make a joke about how hairy Robin Williams is because he does have a very hairy chest. Which he's always had. Yeah. Since, like, a kid, he was hairy. Yeah. Uh, so then 
and he meets a woman there. Yes. And this is part of the story that they're telling. And named who, Vicky. And who plays Vicky? Kelly Preston. Kelly John Preston. John Travolta's wife. We haven't wife. seen her in a while. I think the last time we saw her was Battlefield Earth. Well, I will, I will say, this has been nine years since. Kelly yeah. Preston, looking kind of good. Yeah. Kelly Preston looks kind of good. Good. She's, yeah. she's a very attractive lady. Uh, so, yeah, he meets Vicky. They fall in love. They get, um, they get hitched up in a church. Yeah, so they get... They spontaneously married in Miami and then divorced the next day. And that and the whole point of the story is, um, that he got divorced. Like, yeah, yeah, so two divorces in the series of twenty four hours. Yes. And they're like, ah ha ha ha. It's so. And funny. they all think it's very funny. And then, and, and then the, the interpreter played by um, Lori Lachlan, uh, former cast member of Full House and current inmate uh, in the Los Angeles County Prison. Uh, <laughs> Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was arrested for paying off a college to accept her kids. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that I do remember. Um, Have you seen the documentary on Netflix about that? I have not, but she's she's married to William H. Macy, who was unfortunately implicated. (laughs) Yeah, but he's not in jail, man. He's he's not in jail, but she is. Okay, well, she's out of prison by now. She was released on... Why is William H. Macy not in this movie? William H. Macy should be in this movie. He should. This is a movie. They put him in Wild Hogs. They Why didn't they put him in this? Right. Um, I don't care about Tim Allen. I don't care about Martin Lawrence. But why is William H. Macy wait, not in this? You, are you saying you don't want Tim Allen to pop up in this? Be like, ah, the 96 carburetor. Ah! No. Have you ever listened? I mean, we talked about it on Wild Hogs. But I, I listened to some Tim Allen comedy special like a year ago. And <laughs> it was literally just him like being like, yeah, I had the old Chevy. The carburetor acted up, and the audience like loses their shit. <laughs> what is this shit? What is this? Tim Allen's got his audience, man. <laughs> There's a part where he's like, "Yeah, I was I was weed whacking." My wife yelled at me from the window, and like the audience lost their minds. And I'm like, "What? He didn't get to the punchline." Hey, Tim Allen knows his audience, yes. and they all voted for Trump. Hey, yes, and they all voted for Trump. Um, and they also probably were cocaine smugglers. <laughs> Uh, hey, that was the 80s. He's a changing yeah. man. Uh, we, we, we talked about Tim Allen's cocaine <laughs> exploits. So um, at that point, we see Seth Green. Yes. Seth Green is also in the room. And that's when we know we've not crossed into 2010 yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we talked about this on Be Cool, that Seth Green uh, apparated into existence in the year 2000 and then disappeared in 2010. Has <laughs> not been seen or heard from since. He just like morphed into existence in 2000, walked out fully formed in 2010. He just faded away. But you know who is another early 2000s actor that appears in this movie that is underrated? Who? Justin Long. Justin Long is in this movie. And we will talk about him. Fucking crushes it. He's very good in this (laughs) movie. He's so good. Okay. So uh, Seth Green, he's like kind of their like apprentice executive or whatever. But he seems kind of clueless. Yeah, he's a little. He, he he leans into his baby face yeah. mentality in this. Yes, I mean, he's he's shorter than both of them, which I don't know if that's exaggerated in the film, but maybe it's not. Maybe Seth Green really is just is that short. I don't know. You know, Seth Green's greatest best performances. Chris in, and Family Guy. No, the Mass Effect video games. He's actually really good in those. Shockingly, those are his best performances. Oh, interesting. But anyway, yes, he's their he's their apprentice. Um, what's his name? In so. This? Um, I don't know. His what. name is Craig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, step one: Don't name your kid Craig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bad idea. Don't uh, do it. So they land the deal, and uh, they're celebrating. And Williams, 
he's he's like he gets a note from his assistant that says yeah. Vicky called. Yeah. And he's like really excited. And Travolta's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Oh, it's Vicky." He's like, "What, Vicky? Yeah, from like from Miami? ten years ago?" He's like, "Yeah, she like called. I, I I was really depressed one night, and I sent her a letter, and professing my love, basically." Yeah. He's like, "You did what?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "She wants to meet up with me." Yeah. This this is really funny. So he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna meet up." And he's like, "Well, you can't go like that." He's like, "Why?" It's like, "Cause you look like an albino." <laughs> yeah. They take him to a tanning salon. Why is that funny, Jeff? Albino? It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But the movie, yeah. this is my favorite part about this movie, is Travolta says a lot of things that like aren't, aren't really funny. funny, but the movie like thinks that they're so funny. Thinks it's funny. Yeah. He's like, and then I had a sandwich. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's that is the element that I vibe with in this movie. I'm like, <laughs> it's like this bizarre transmission from another dimension. <laughs> about what what they think a comedy is and to them a comedy is just offensive humor <laughs> and like things being said loudly because you look like an albino but yeah bump, this is like next this is like an, an ai trying to figure out what a comedy is yeah. and then it's like oh people yell things and then the and then two men give a high five and it's funny because they may be gay and that's like this movie's like oh yeah it's comedy so then he takes him to a tanning salon yeah and where William's going to get a spray tan. Yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, I, I, I give you exhibit B, and that is uh, insert tanning joke in early 2000s comedy. Yes. Well, this is late 2000s comedy. <laughs> this is late 2000s comedy. Yeah. But like tanning salon bits and yes. bad comedies are a staple to behold. Yes. They're they're like peanut butter and jelly. They're, yes. <laughs> they go together. Like if you, if you don't have an early 2000s movie with a tanning salon bit... What are you doing? What are you doing? So Robin Williams goes in the in the tanning the tanning spray thing, um, and they they turn it on, and he's and he and like turns around and gets the full thing. He's like, "All right, I think I'm done." Meanwhile, cut Travolta's too busy smooth talking the attendant, uh, and she's like, "I don't want to step away." Which, and he he does a pretty good job. He does, and Travolta calls Shaq <laughs> of all people and puts her on the phone with Shaq. Meanwhile. Williams is in the spray tan tank. Being He's like, like ah, someone help me! This, this is actually really funny because it's like it's it's shot like a horror and movie, and it's only because of Williams. Yeah, it's Rob Williams like screaming and like oh! this, this movie's edited kind of fun. Yes, like, it is. The scene it, yeah. is like it's all quick flashes, like a horror movie of like Rob Williams like grabbing his face and like tanning juice like flowing down and him like crying in a corner and like water just spraying everywhere it ends with him like with a with a hand on the yeah. glass like help independence help, day style like, help like <laughs> what's what's the uh what's the independence day line that that's the uh the, release us let us release except in this Die. Rob i we want you to Die. Except in this, instead of that he... glass bulletproof. No, no sir. I got high five on that one. That was fucking good. Uh, that was good. Okay. And so, um, we don't see him get out, but we do see the aftermath. We cut to him um, um a train station, a train station. Yeah, where he's gonna meet uh, Kelly Preston. How does Williams look at this? Uh, so Williams looks down. I can best describe this tastefully as a blackface. Uh. I could also describe is laughing at this a violation of the Geneva Convention. I could also 
compare it to the 45th president of the United States. Take, <laughs> you can take your pick. Neither of them are good options. Neither of them are good options. One of them is in bad taste. One of them is a violation of the Geneva Convention. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, well, technically both. And the both movie doesn't just like let this be funny, or it's already very questionable. Yeah. Um, it has an, an uh, a Middle Eastern actor come up to him and say like, "Hey, did did you know that there was a great deal on something somewhere?" He's like, "Oh." And then Ron I'm... Williams talks in his accent. And the guy's like, "Oh, you're not you're not Middle Eastern." Yeah. Um, and then a Hispanic actress comes up and taps him and is like. Uh, starts speaking in Spanish. She's like, I, I don't speak in Spanish. And then she steps away, and he's just like, What am I, the United Nations? <laughs> and I'm like, Good, good Ryan Robin. Uh, this is a questionable scene, but a good line. And then a little boy with his mom walks up and was like, Look, mom, it's an Oompa Loompa. It's like, mom, Oh, great. Now I'm an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And Williams is doing amazing in this. Yes. Uh, he meets Vicky. Yes, who's very concerned about it. It's his like, Oh, tan. you're. Tan. He's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> That's how Williams does yeah. it. He's, He's like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was watching this movie this morning, uh, Becca walked out right at the moment where he appears in the uh, the tan. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was the first thing you saw of this movie. He's not like that the whole movie. Yes. He's not like um, this the whole movie. <laughs> thank God. What if he was, though? Uh, but they're sitting down and they're reconnecting. They are. They're having and, a good uh, time. She reveals that she's going to jail in a few days. Yeah, and that she has kids because apparently a um a power plant was going to try and set up in her ter- in her property with eminent domain, and she like chained herself to a fence mm. uh, to prevent it from happening. Uh, but she needs someone to watch her kids. And she's like, "Oh, so I didn't realize you were attached to somebody." It's like, "I'm a single mom," and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, he's very happy." Ah, oh, yes, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, dude. Because he's looking to smash. Play it, um, <laughs> play it chill, man. Uh, and then he's like, but I have one more thing to tell you. And they're like, what's that? And then insert the little kids. Two kids young. Daddy! Daddy! And they run over and they're with. Da, 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 da. But, yeah. So it's established that they're going to be staying with Re- with uh, Rita Wilson. Um, that is not yeah. Rita Wilson. Yeah, it's Rita Wilson. Oh, my god. Tom, Tom Hanks' wife, producer of my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> Great actress, uh, but she is uh, she's the hand she's a hand model. She's a, a cross-eyed hand model. Yeah, a cross-eyed hand model. Why um, is she cross-eyed? No reason. Yeah. So, um is going to be watching the kids, but she thought while they're in town, they should meet their dad. Uh, their dad, who is Robin Williams, from that one night stand. Yeah, and oof. So there's two kids, a boy and a girl. Who's the girl? The girl is uh, Ella Blue Travolta. John. Tra- so it seems like John Travolta is like, yeah. You, you this get- is a family affair for him. It's a family affair. And they're not the only Travoltas in this movie. There are more there, from the end credits. There are more Travoltas? Yeah, I think there are three other Travoltas in this movie. God damn it, Robin. Why isn't he getting his family in on this gig? Um, Zelda is actually an actress. Um, yeah. But I'm, gu- I'm guessing that this... Seeing Strolls had worked with Walt Becker before. This is kind of a, um, mm. like, kind of a project for the two of them. Yeah, I would like to say that Strolls' daughter actually does kind of look like him in the eyes. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, he's a fucking daughter, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, the other boy, no relation yeah. to any of them. But so Stuart, so he's just been introduced to his kids. And she's like, well, they're going to be staying with my friend, but they may be in need of a daddy wanted. wanted. 
<laughs> Maybe Daddy One. This movie could be called Daddy One. But wait, Jeff, who's talking? What as they're saying that? We need to look at who's talking. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna end the episode on that one. Thank you, folks. Uh, no. Yeah, um, that comedy bit that we just did. That's this movie. Yeah, that's this whole movie. <laughs> that's this whole movie. I also want to point out in my notes when he appeared in the uh, the tan, I just wrote in loud and huge all caps, oh no. Um, <laughs> I wrote down dot, dot, dot. Is this blackface? <laughs> yeah. So it, it is It is strange that this movie sets up Travolta's family, but with Robin Williams. Yeah. That is the weird choice this movie makes. That's uh, it's a choice. Yes. Like he's dating Kelly Preston and has... Trilda's daughter. It's a, it's a strange choice. But I guess, you know, they had to be somewhere. Yeah. And Travolta would rather play the devil may care guy. Do you I'm think sure. Travolta and Kelly Preston both count as the parents of the minor on set? Yes, they would. I'm sure. Even though they're also acting? Yeah, I would guess so. So then who drives her home when she's done with her eight hours? Teamster. <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably, I mean, <laughs> they probably just had one of them go home with her. Hmm. Be my guess. What if they both had to work? I don't know. They schedule something. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like yeah, how, as an AD, how you got to schedule that. It's like, a, so you got Travolta, you got his wife, and you got his daughter. I'm sure they just told the the AD, they're like, yeah, one of us has to be wrapped with our daughter. Because Kelly Preston's not in a lot of this movie. No, she's not. Yeah. But I'm sure she's on set every day with the kids and John. Anyway. Anyway. So he meets his family. He's a little turned off by this. Uh, a little thrown off. Yeah. They go to a carnival. Uh-huh. Uh, I have to I have to address. Well, first he tells Travolta about it. I right? thought they go they go to a carnival. Oh, do they go to the carnival first? Yeah. Okay. And they're immediately calling him dad. Yes. These are ten year olds mm-hmm. calling him dad. Yes. Right away. And they're like mm-hmm. very interested in him. Now yeah. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I, I have not reconnected with an old family member that I've not known for ten years. Yeah. I don't immediately call them mom or dad. Mm-hmm. They're just well, it's established that Kelly Preston has been telling them stories about their dad for like seven years. So they were probably very excited by this. And we're ready to be like, oh yeah, he's the super... ten years? Well, they established that the daughter had believed he was a superhero who was all fighting crime. That's so she kind of so... built this mythological version of Robin Williams in their head that when they finally meet him, they weren't remotely off-put by it. That's so toxic. <laughs> That's so horrible. How about, well... Your dad and I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you phrase that to your kids. Mm -hmm. Definitely not make them a superhero. (laughs) Yes. Because that's going to be the Santa Claus thing. (laughs) And I'm sorry to say, but there's no safe way to do the Santa Claus thing, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. All right. So then uh, she she says a joke about like, yeah, one of my boy, like, I just realized he needs a dad in his life. He hasn't, like, he's 10 and he's never been in a men's room. And so Ron Williams takes him to the men's room. Yeah, in the carnival, the boy says, I have to go to the bathroom. It's like, oh, okay, I'll walk. It's like, actually, I was wondering if dad would take me. Yeah. So then cut to a stall. Yeah, and you, you see the kid on the stall, and then you also see Robin Williams in the stall. Standing <laughs> in the stall. Staring <laughs> at him. <laughs> he's like, so, uh, he's like, so what do you, what do you, uh, how, how, my mom says, like, like where have you been like for a while? And he's like, oh well, you know, it's a little complicated. Your mother would die. It's like, well, I know where babies come from. Mm. I don't know. It's just a weird conversation. And then, uh, fart noise. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, 
And then, like, a few seconds go by, another fart noise is like, Do your mom usually, and then the kid's like, She usually waits outside. It's like, Oh, okay. I want to go do that then. Yeah. Um, so then they drop them off at the hand model's house. Yeah. And we get a bit. Yeah, a, com- a physical comedy routine worthy of Buster Keaton. <laughs> Where <laughs> um, Rita Wilson is helping tr- uh, Rob Williams take stuff out of the trunk of a car. Rob Williams accidentally closes the trunk on her hands on her hands and she's a hand model who just booked a job yeah and then he's like oh no and he's trying he's to like, ah! he's trying to hit the trunk yeah. and it's just and so like causing her they more pop pain. open the trunk and it whacks her in the head she falls to the ground comedy gold we cut to what I can only describe as a stock photo of a hospital <laughs> did you see this yeah it's not like they went and got b-roll of a hospital it's like a still image of a hospital <laughs> just blown up for the whole frame we are then inside the hospital where she's in like a halo neck cast, and, she's and, she, like, and, and her hands have like all yeah. casted up. She's like, "I gotta call my agent. <laughs> I gotta call my agent." And uh, Kelly's freaking out. She's like, "Oh, she can't take care of the kids, and who am I gonna leave?" And Williams is like, "I'll take care of the kids. I'll do it." Um, zoinks, zoinks. <laughs> Cut to him talking to Travolta about this. Who's like, "Why would you do that? Why would you do that?" Yeah. That's such a terrible idea. Yeah, he's like, I don't like kids. And also, you live in a building where you're not allowed to have kids. This is something where I I wrote down about the hospital scene with Kelly yeah. Preston and her, like, looking, seeming distressed. Yeah. Not the best acting. Mm. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, concerning. It's just a little bit like, oh, my God. What am I going to do for my kids? I'd like to point out that Stuart is closing his notebook. He has run out of notes for this <laughs> I don't, movie. I don't have any notes. Uh-huh. I don't even think I wrote down a hair ranking bit. Oh, God. We'll have to figure that one out. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. And so uh, they go, Travolta at, does math. And he's like, all right. So accounting for kids sleeping 10 to 12 hours a day, which I don't think kids of that age do that. No. Uh, he's like, TV time. Um you know, all this random stuff. You're only going to have to be a dad for 90 minutes a day. It's like running up the clock. <laughs> it was like, God help us. Yeah. And so they take the kids to a diner. Uh, oh, yeah. This is like the beginning of a bit that's going to be repeated. Because yeah, Robin movie. Williams says he's going to make John Travolta has to help him with these kids. Yeah. And so they go to this diner and they're being dirty dads and like hitting on the waitresses and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then someone says, oh, your grandkids look great. They're like, oh, no, we're not grandkids. Yeah. And then they're like, what does your grandkid call you? Mine calls me Pappy. <laughs> yeah. And and um, they're like, no, the, the, I just got these kids. They're not my grandkids. And then the weirdest fucking thing happens. It's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have two new grandparents And the entire the... staffing clientele starts singing a song about. It's like, happy, seen... happy grandpa, happy well, grandpa no, too. It's, it's senior, 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 senior. And it's like all of them being new grandparents. It's the strangest scene. And uh, so earlier, I think we missed that. Like one of the kids spilt something on Travolta's yeah. pants. So after this happens, Travolta gets up to try to redeem himself to the waitress. Yeah. It's like, listen, you got to understand that it's like, yeah. oh, it's like what? He looks down, wet spot on his it looks pants. Like he wet himself. And it's like, oh no, this is a, like it, it happens all the time. Yeah, he's like, well, no, I just drank a glass of a glass of water fell on me, and some random like guys a- like. When I drink a glass of water, it goes right through me, me, too. too. <laughs> um. Comedy gold. Comedy Com- gold. Yeah. But I am having a good time talking about this, though. Yes. <laughs> as stupid as it is. It's a stupid-ass movie. Yeah. What happens uh, after that? Well, 
the next thing is the apartment yeah the apartment yeah he tries to take him back to his apartment it's an mm. adults only apartment this is kind of funny because he's like all right kids uh put these on he gives them all these ho- oh. hoodies wait no first there's a scene in the office where um travolta is chatting with Lori lachlan and he's trying to hit and like her. hit on her because they go to the How office. Many scenes are there of trouble? They, they go to breakfast. Lori Lachlan at the office, and then Ramon's apartment. Okay. And while they're at the office, the kids are causing a little havoc, and Travolta's is like, "Oh yeah, those are my nieces and nephews. I love them dearly, though." And Lori Lachlan's like, "How old are they?" And he's like, "How, How old do they? Do, do you think, think they, they are? are?" She's like, seven. He's like, "Yeah." yeah. And then uh, she's like, "Oh, are they fraternal?" Oh, fraternal twins. He's like, "Is there any other Our kind?" <laughs> Which yes, there are. <laughs> Identical. <laughs> Um, and so that ends and the next scene is Rob Williams tries to sneak the kids into his apartment which is an adults only apartment no kids allowed what does an adults only apartment mean it, it is a real thing it's just it, it's a it's apartment complex where kids aren't allowed for like people who don't want to deal with kids in their building huh um, so Rob Williams says the kids put hoodies and sunglasses on and like try and sneak him behind him. A light turns on. It's like go 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 sneak to the bushes. Yeah, and they hide in the bush. And um, a neighbor comes out. A neighbor comes out and she's like, "Oh hi, oh, Dan, how's it going?" The, it's like, the oh, neighbor, hi. neighbor, mind you, played by Amy Sedaris. Um, I don't know who that is. Great act, great comedy. Act. Have you seen Elf? Yeah, she's the uh, like the secretary in Elf. I'm trying to think of things you've the seen. Secretary. Like uh, James Con's secretary. She was in The Mandalorian recently. Um, Speaking of that, have you watched the first episode of Book of Boba Fett? I did. It was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good too. Um, but you know what? In Mandalorian, there's like the uh, the mechanic who takes care of Baby Yoda, uh, and on Tatooine, the orange guy. No, it's a like a woman. Uh, she like fixes his ship on Tatooine. Anyway, that's Amy Sedaris, good actress, um, right. of the Sedaris clan. But she's like, "Oh, hi, is that you, Dan?" And he's like, yeah, it's me. And she's like, what's that behind you? And Ryan's just improv's like, oh, maybe immigrants. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good save. And then that. she's like, they're kids. And like all these lights turn on and <laughs> alarm. <laughs> Cut to them at John Trump's apartment. Well, then like, no, what you forgot is like troops come out. Yeah. Some guys in like camouflage and like, move, move, move. We got a 2419, 2419. Yeah. Yeah. They grab the kids. They're like, yeah. They're reaching their arms. Yeah. Robert Williams is getting uh, hold back by the soldiers. Yeah. He's like, hey, stay back from them, sir. And he's like, no, those are my kids. He's like, put them in the furnace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And then that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Old dogs. <laughs> old dogs. Um, but no, they wind up at John Travolta's place. He, yeah. He's not pleased by this development. <laughs> yeah. He does a very strange. Um, he starts being like, this is my crib, man. This is my crib. This is why this I get a, down. This is my get down. Why it, get down. Now. To the listener home, I'd like to imagine John Travolta saying these things. Because, um, cursed. Very cursed. Uh, so then they, uh, are sleeping on the couch. And then it's like, how many more days do you have left? He's like, 11 days, 19, whatever hours. He's yeah. Like, God help us. God help us. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the next day, well, so like they have, there's a there's a small little heartwarming moment with Travolta and Williams here where Travolta's trying to get to tell him he can't stay and he's yeah. like, listen, bud, I don't know what I'm doing as a dad. I need your help here. I need my <laughs> friend. He's like, oh, okay. And the music swells up and gets very heartwarming. Yeah. And then they go to sleep. Yes. The next day, kids are running around playing. Uh, 
Who are these two? The two. These, the two guys who show the up. The two guys who show up and played by Dax Shepard and, Lu- and Luis Guz- Guzman. Luis Guzman. The best. Like I get excited when Luis Guzman. When Dax Shepard shows up, though, man. Mm-hmm. So then they're baby proofing the apartment. Yes. And they're like. They're, I can't describe them other than they're just well, idiots. It, uh, they're, and Charles is like, what are they doing to my apartment? Rama's like, they're baby-proofing it. One of them was a f- civil engineer. And Dax Shepard was a five-year-old civil engineer. <laughs> He's like, a lot of potholes and whatnot in my streets. <laughs> uh, um, I don't really remember much what happens. Yeah, there's the another good bit in this where Luis Guzman keeps stealing food from the fridge in the background of shots. Um, it's yeah. funny. But... um. The uh, the two of them are they're like oh they're it's a these camping f- bit isn't it? Well, it's a camping bit next, but first, uh, John Travolta's just like because Dax ever assumes that's his kids, and he's like oh no, it's just my f- his kids, and we're just together, and he's like that's very progressive, I support it, and then he's like oh no, not like <laughs> that, not like that. This is the first of many of these types of jokes. Yeah, there's a lot of a little bit of gay panic in this movie, oh, which yeah. does not hold up well nowadays. No. Um, but these actors are selling it um, as best they can. And we get a lot of it in the next sequence, which is the kids want to go to camp. I love this a little bit, though, because they're like, okay, hey, where are you guys dressed up like that for? It's like, because we're going to go camping today. You yeah. said you, you promised. He's like, oh, kids, no, I can't go. It's like, but you promised. Yeah. And like, no, kids, I really can't go. But you promised. Oh, kids, I don't know. This is really bad time. But you promised. <laughs> yeah. Cut to camping. <laughs> yeah, they cut to camping. Where John Travolta and Rob Williams are both there in camping suits. Why is... Travolta did not have to come. <laughs> no, he did not. I'm glad you thought this too. So much of this movie is Travolta being a place he does not have to go just to support his friend, I guess. Just provide a place for them to sleep and maybe yeah. some food here and there, but that's it. Yeah. But instead he's... No, because yes. tra- 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 Uncle Charlie cares. Yeah, and so they're at this this camp, and uh, Matt Dillon comes out, who's a very intense camp instructor. Yes. And he explains that, like, his, this camp has been in his family for, like, 100 years. These are the rules of the yeah, road. the rules of the camp. Rules <laughs> of the camp, everybody. Rule number one. And the, while he's doing that, uh, Williams and Travolta are working on their blue yeah. blackberry. Blackberries. Yeah. And the blackberry. And thing. he's like, let's put the technology well, away and spend time with our kids. And so he puts that away. Meanwhile... You hear a hey, hey, yeah. hey! And you look over, and it's a very good, very funny shot. It's Justin Long because they didn't put Justin Long in like the seat next to them. They didn't put him super far away. They put him at just the right amount of awkward distance. He's like a bench and a half down. Yeah, like sitting up, staring at them. Legs like tra- spread. Yeah, legs <laughs> spread. Looking at Travolta and be like, "Hey, you're the man who stole my girl." He's like, "I don't know who you're talking about." And he's like. And he's like, what, what was this guy? It's like, my beef is not with you, woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Long. Un- with a beard. Undeterred long- eye contact with Travolta. Like, scrunchy hair. He's got hair. handlebar mustache. Oh, my God. And he's like, he's got the you, deep- stole, you stole my girl right up from under me. You stole my woman. I loved her. I loved her. <laughs> she was my everything. <laughs> and it's, it's very like, funny. I don't know who this is. And the movie makes the smart move of never establishing whether that actually happened. <laughs> just leaving it up to your interpretation as to whether Travolta actually did steal this woman. It's kind of plausible, yeah. you know? Uh, and so then uh, what happens after that? They play fr- they, uh, Frisbee or whatever? Well, they play Ultimate Frisbee. They play Ultimate Frisbee. And, and Travolta... Williams and Travolta do like a stretching it. routine. Yeah. Or they're old guys. But... It's been they they established that they're really good at this, yeah. so they start playing and they're doing really well. Yeah, like Travolta and Williams are working together and they're actually scoring a few points, but 
they also play slightly aggressively because yeah. uh, Travolta throws the frisbee over to Williams and Williams grabs it but catches it where he elbows Justin Long yeah. in the face. And Justin Long starts bleeding. And he falls on the ground. He's like, you have your man fight all your battles for you. It's not good enough you steal my woman. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, I loved her, man. She was my everything. And then he yells, prison, prison rules. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, And... And a fight breaks out. What can only be described as chaos. Just brutally, like... If a, Red Bull was a movie, it would be this scene. <laughs> Not the sugar-free Red yes. Bull, either. This <laughs> like, is it's like... Just, it's just the camera's, like, spinning. It's people punching each other. There's a mom decking people in the face. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very brutal. It's um, It's... Justin Long, like, just bites Williams on the ass and, yeah. like, takes off a chunk. And he's like, oh, my ass. He's like, it tastes good. And he keeps going. Yeah. And he keeps biting Williams' ass. He's like, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Eventually, he has a whole ass cheek gone. Yeah. It's so bloody. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> it's a, there's pus and blood everywhere. The kids are doing yeah. angels in it. Yeah. <laughs> Travolta is just, like, staring, and he's just doesn't have any expression on his face. He's like, I got chills. They're multiplying. <laughs> okay, anyway. None of this scene. actually happened in the yeah, movie. Next scene. Uh, they survive. Um, and they do shooting. T- oh, no. We cut to them. Wait, no. I think it's, it's just shooting. Thing. It's shooting first. Yeah. So it's Matt oh. Dillon with his shotgun. Yeah. And he's they're throwing frisbees in the sky. Justin Long sh- gets a ceramic slingshot thing. And he's shooting them out of the sky. Pull. And it's like, does anyone else <sighs> want to volunteer? And, and Rob Williams does. This is, I like the framing of this. Yeah. Because this is a show Williams like asking, oh, let me get a shot. Let yeah. me get a gun. It just cuts to Williams with a gun. With a gun and, a and ear protection on already. It's like, so pull. Everyone's like, what? They fire what? the thing in the sky. I said, pull. And then yeah. they fire. And Robbins, I think this is good. He actually shoots it at the sky successfully. He's not incompetent. But just, he is over- when he lowers the gun, he doesn't realize a double barrel. The, like, other one ah, sh- ah, ah. the other one shoots off and blows the head off of a like 300-year sculpture commemorating Matt, Matt Dillon's, Dillon's family like, lineage. Yeah. It's his grandfather's grave. I think that's it. And then Justin's like, no! Matt yeah, Dillon it, just Terminator runs. It zooms out just longer. No! Um, just Terminator runs yeah, to we, the statue. Yeah, we cut to them in the car driving away. Yes. And they're like, well. It, it, they said it's the next day. They said like, oh, yeah, well, we, we cut a week-long camera trip down to 16 hours. Then and it, we cut back to the camp. And, and it's night, and they're like at a little campfire. And somehow Williams lights the remainder of the grave on fire. No! I get around. And Matt Dillon's like, no! Cut back to the driver. Yeah, we never see Matt Dillon or Justin Long again. And what a tragedy that is. Yeah. So I'm clapping for Matt really, Dillon and Justin Long's contribution to this, this movie. This whole episode is really just here to get to the next scene. Um, where the two of them wake up in the morning and they're talking about their various medications oh, and the problems that they have with them. And they're having it's like a little broy contest between yeah. the two of them. It's like, oh, you think that's bad? Well, you I know, take this for hot. I have to take. I have to take all these medications. And this gives me restless leg syndrome. And like, well, then at first it just seems like an old person joke, like old person jokes, right? Then you see why that scene was there to set up, because the kids are playing in the uh, the room, in the bathroom, and they knock all the medicine down. And he's like, oh, do you think we should tell someone? And the little boy's like, I think I know where they go. Yeah, so they, they put all the medicine back where they think it goes. Into the little, like, Saturday through Sunday, like, medicine holders. Little old person kids. Yeah, the, the pill holders. Yeah, the pill holders that people uh-huh. over 50 use. It also must be acknowledged right at this point is when we're in, also introduced to the idea that 
um, the son, Zach, is always unplugging John Travolta's things. Yes. To plug his PlayStation Portable in. Yes. And that's how you know this movie's from 2009 because there's a PlayStation Portable in it. I think that only existed in 2009 and never continued. Yeah. Um, Stuart has reopened his notebook. No, I just I did actually take a note about the hair ranking, and I yeah. thought maybe we should just get it out of the way now. Uh, did you want to before we get into the medicine scene? Let's do the medicine scene first. Okay. Okay. So we've we established that they mixed it up, and then the next bit is that Travolta's meeting Lori Lachlan at a party. Yes. Um, and Robin Williams is going to the golf course with, with their the Japanese investors. Yep. And so... Uh, Morning montage. They we, take their pills. They take their pills. We go to each of their respective things. And so they, we never told the audience like what each pill does. Yes. Well, some of them are for... There's facial paralysis. Facial paralysis. Loss of death perception are the two big ones. Yes. And uh, appetite. And appetite. Yeah. And so Travolta gets to this party that he thinks, and it turns out it's a bereavement support group for people who've recently lost family or Which, friends. For a first date. Red flag. Bad idea. <laughs> Red Lori, flag. what are you doing? Lori Lachlan and no, suggested no that. No surprise she's in prison. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Jeez, man. Um, but yeah, very strange. Uh, yeah. And, so, and he, he's walking up to the bereavement like circle, and he's like, man, I'm really hungry. I'm like, Are you guys yeah. hungry? And then he meets Lori Lachlan and also yeah. her mom, I think. Was it her mom? It's not her mom. It's the the, the person who owns the... Oh, um, uh, okay. Yep, and we have a... So we get on a circle. We talk about our feelings. We have a buffet. It's like... A buffet. So he runs a buffet and just starts eating everything. Yeah. We're cutting in between him just like destroying turkey legs. And we cut back to Robin Williams. By the way, so the joke with Robin Williams is he gets out of the car and he has depth perception yeah. problems. And so he looks at his foot and it's just like zooming Pew. in out. Pretty good effect. Yeah, it's fun. I was going to say like the effect that they do with that. And then he meets with the uh, the three Japanese investors and Seth Green. Because he has no depth perception, he walks right up to their face. It's like, oh, hi. And he's like, hello. How, how are, are you? How are you doing? One thing I do want to point out, though, is he took those pills yeah. and then drove. Yes. I guess they didn't hit him. It's established that, like, as soon as he steps out of the car and puts his foot down on the asphalt, <laughs> death perception thing. But you mean to tell me that that's the beginning of the depth perception problems? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think what happened was Robin Williams got in a car accident and died, and the rest of this movie is, a fly is, mm. is him light flashing before yeah. his eyes. Just my thought. Anyway. Uh yeah so yeah he gets right up to their faces like hi hey, how you doing how are you? Nice, yeah. nice to see you. and then he the whole insert golf bag swinging and hitting other people yeah. joke the classic the classic uh then they're on the golf course uh getting ready to shoot we cut back to Travolta so they're doing the bereavement circle and it's like and she and the test results were in she did have breast cancer yeah it's like <laughs> the last thing she did was made a rhubarb pie for us. And we cut his roll just like eating, eating the like shoveling rhubarb pie, pie into his mouth. It's like, oh my god, this is so good! And they yeah. run over. It's like, what are you doing? It's like this pie is so good. It's like it was my mom's uh, rhubarb pie. And he's like, my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he says yeah. it. He's like, my condolences, because his yeah. mouth is full of food. And so now Robin Williams is on the golf course. Yeah, and um, he's starting to like lose his shit. <laughs> 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 and he can't hit the golf club. And the Japanese investor, Mr. Ya Nishimura, is like, do you want to use my club? And Ramos just doesn't hear him and doesn't respond. He's like, And Seth Green's like, oh, fuck, it's he's over. He's so, he, he, he's so uh, 
concentrated. Yeah, he's so concentrated. That he blocks everything else out. But the game. This is a good sign. <laughs> this is a good man. <laughs> this is like, good oh, okay. Oh, whatever. So he goes for a swing. Yeah. And he swings and misses. But on the rebound swing, hits, Seth hits Green the, in the ball. ball. And the ball bounces back and hits Seth Green in the nuts. Well, no. The ball goes into the hole. No, not yet. It's I thought he hit Seth Green with the club. No, I don't think he hits Seth Green with the club. I think he goes for the swing. Yeah. He misses the swing. It goes and then on the rebound swing, he hits the ball, and the ball hits him in the groin. Okay. Yeah. This happens three times because after he's like, ah, ah. And Seth Green's yeah. doing it. He's really selling the whole ball yeah. groin hit thing. Which of all actors who could sell a groin hit, Seth yeah. Green's got the Oscar for so, it. We're now back to John Travolta. This is after this, the food problem. So the next scene is this is when uh, the movie actually stops being old dogs and it turns into the 2019 motion picture Joker. Uh, because we just get Lori. He's Lockett. talking to the kids and he's like, "Is like, does my face look interesting to you?" And we don't see it yet. Yeah, we don't. They're hiding his face, and then yeah. Lori Lachlan comes up. Also, why did he bring the kids? Kids went to Travolta. Yeah, kids went to Travolta. It's very to the Yeah, but anyway, so Lori Lachlan's crying about her bereavement, and we just start showing all these faces in the crowd of people like you know nodding their heads, yeah, frowning, and crying yeah, as well. Yeah. We cut to Travolta. <laughs> What's the best way to describe this um, face? He looks like he was hit by the Joker's laughing gas from the 1989 <laughs> Batman movie. <laughs> he's got, <laughs> he's got like he, just, to. to when this episode comes out, if I remember, I will have on our social media a picture of what he looks like in this posted. Because it is grotesque. Oh, this is going to be our thumbnail. Spiders have shown It is literally Jack Nicholson Joker from 1989 Batman smile. Yes, it's that exact smile. Like, he looks like he got bit by the laughing gas. <laughs> and he's like, do you think this is funny? It's like, everybody grieves in their own way. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> it's it's really haunted. It's it's actually disturbed. It's frightening. And a lot of people meet have memes about this. Like they they memed this a lot. Oh my god, are you showing me the scene? Yeah, I'm probably. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is funny? No. Everybody creeps in their own way. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> oh god. It's act like if it wasn't a funny bit it would actually be scary like it is a frightening visual it is a very frightening visual cut back to robin williams uh so he this is after he hit seth green and the other japanese guy in the groin yes so he goes into the hit he hits it it hits a bird lands on the putt pole in one yes and he's like oh the golf gods look down favorably upon you this is a good sign yeah. <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> And then cut to Travolta's home. Yes. Uh, Travolta and Robin are sitting at the bar. And this is a funny bit. Yes. Because Travolta's still got his goofy-ass Joker smile. <laughs> yes. And He's they're both go- eat, drinking, like, some tea or yeah. coffee. And they both pick up their glasses. And Travolta, like, says, that was some delicious pie. <laughs> and he tries to drink it the coffee. It all just, like, dribbles down his face. What well, was Robin Williams still got death perception, just, like, misses his mouth and yes. face entirely. It's a good bit. It is a good bit. That was some delicious. I, I describe this as a body horror sequence in my notes. Like this is full David Cronenberg. That was some delicious pie. This is also when I wrote movie with a contempt for humanity because the sequence is them ruining like a funeral, uh, just like just injuring people, yeah. looking grotesque. It's funny. 
It, it, good it was kind of funny. Take jokes. Uh, Joker 2019. Okay, so the next bit is... I don't know what happens after this. Uh, Robin Williams's daughter wants to play with him, but Robin Williams doesn't know how. But Travolta's like, oh, I can figure this out. And so instead Did of just like... Did we miss the whole bit where he like is talking to John Travolta and he's like, this is why I didn't want to have kids. And his yeah. son walks in. Yes. And he's like, oh, Zach, I didn't mean you. Yeah. And, the and he's like, I'm really fucking this up with my kids, man. And so Travolta, rather than just be like, all right, here's how we're going to do it. Here's how you could, like, instead of just telling him how to do just these things. Just be yourself, man. Yeah. Just do it. You know, it could have even been like, here's what you should do, and then acted it out for him, and Robin could have followed. It could have been so many things. Instead, John Travolta has the brilliant idea. I know a guy. We cut to a, a puppet show from hell. It's like all these monstrous creatures dancing on a stage. Going, this is like, don't hug me, I'm scared, puppets. Yeah. The center of the room, like, a, a pedestal arises. Who's on top of it, Stuart? Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is on it. As a master puppeteer. A very strange interlude in the middle of this movie. Travolta goes back and he knows him from representation days and like an agency. And he's like, yeah, uh, what's the, what's Bernie My Mac? friend's telling me you're having some issues talking to your girl. Oh, Jimmy Lunchbox. He's like, hey, Jimmy. He's like, I remember back in the day you were, um, you were working on a human puppeteering machine. Does that still work? He's like, I confided with you in confidence. And Charles is like, we need it right now. And so, without much problem, Robin Williams and Bernie Mac just go ahead and set it up. So they they, they wire Williams up in this, like, puppeteer outfit. Yes. And, and he's he like, Travolta, stick this, like, little rod down your pants. It's like, why? Because that's going to send a shock so fast. Yeah, you'll never, like, whatever yeah, he something says. something like that. Something like that. It'll literally tickle your funny bone is what he says. Yeah. And so Travolta puts on a mocap suit. And this is the strangest interlude in this movie. So it's a tea party. This movie's already very strange. With Robin Williams and John Travolta's daughter. Yes. And John is, Travolta is in a mocap suit controlling Robin Williams. If people think we're joking. We're not shitting about anything that happens in this movie, <laughs> folks. <laughs> this actually happens. So All this, everything we've said actually happens in this batshit movie. So what happens next? This is going to be really... I wrote Robo Williams at this point. Well... And Jeff, we remember what happened next, right? Because it's pretty yes. violent. It's very violent. Yeah. So what happens is it starts off as an innocent tea party with Travolta and uh, uh, the daughter and Robin Williams. And Robin was dressed up as like a king. Yeah. She's in a princess outfit. It's real cute. And they're like, oh, like, let's. Um... He's like, all right. So he's going to drink the tea. And like takes a sip yeah. of the tea and, tra- and cuts back and forth between the tea party yeah. and Bernie Mac Travolta. Travolta yeah. in the mocap suit. And so then he's like. And the the daughter makes like a joke, and Williams does like a ha ha. He's like, "That's no. not a laugh." Yeah, and, and Travolta make starts him laugh. Rapidly like, tap- make him laugh. He's like, ha, 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 ha. "It's literally mind control." <laughs> it's mind control. Yeah, and though he's like in the middle of this, like it's like make him slap family himself. comedy. What is going? It's on? like let's make him slap himself. He's like slapping himself, slapping himself, slapping himself, and like she thinks it's funny as hell. And he's doing all this stuff until eventually. He's like, this, he'll find this funny. And then he slaps the daughter across the face. Yeah. And then he's like, whoa, whoa. Uh, hey, Charlie, I think that was uh, a little bit rude there. And the daughter's like, why'd you hit me? And then he dribbles, Williams all of a sudden gets up, stands up, and walks towards her. And he's like, what? What, Charlie, Charlie, I think you should shut it off. And just starts beating the tongue. <laughs> she starts throwing hands. <laughs> just like throwing her out like Minnie <laughs> Me and Gustin Powers and Goldpepper <laughs> around the room. <laughs> 
he's like, Charlie, stop it. You're hurting her. And yeah. he's like, yeah, you don't find this so funny. You guys this find this really funny. <laughs> that part didn't happen. But but something very similar <laughs> does happen. Something very similar happens in which he controls Williams to basically beat himself. Yes. And then he starts like writhing on the ground. It's rather frightening to the girl. And he falls into a puddle and electrocutes himself. And dies. And that's the end of the, No. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it corrupts the machine. It's funny that this scene could have been taken in so yes. many ways. And Bernie Mac, the, the best so the best version ways. of this is if Rob, if, if John Troll just starts controlling Rob Williams having like Rob Banks or something. <laughs> that's the best version Oh, I want him to be an absolute murderer. Yeah. Um, but um, Bernie Mac is like, I told him, don't get it wet. And so Rob Williams has to explain He's on his own now. And he finally finds the courage within himself to be her so, father. Okay. This is the point of the scene. Is for Robin Williams <laughs> yes. to, to, to gain the courage to be himself around his daughter instead of investing in this multi-million dollar puppeteer mind control. So his best friend, who is not related to him in any it way, doesn't have any form, kids. Doesn't have any kids. Can mind control him to having a tea party with his daughter? What is this movie? (laughs) 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 I fucking love this movie. (laughs) And so, Rollins, he now has the confidence in art. We get a montage of the rest of their time together. Because it goes great. I do have one beef with this movie, though, at this point. Yeah. So we got this montage, and it's just... Wait, Tra- the mind control bit, was it a beef? No, it's just Williams and Travolta, you know, having a great time with these kids over, like, a three- or four-day period of time. Yeah. There's, they're watching Friday the 13th at one point. Yeah. Because early in the movie, Travolta had been like, the kids have never seen Friday the 13th part one or two. And Kelly Preston's like, oh, my God! He's like, yeah. he's kidding, he's kidding. And so they're watching Friday the 13th. He wasn't kidding. Here's the thing. Jason has a mask in it. It's not Friday the 13th part one or two! It's one of the later ones. It's one of the later ones with the hockey mask. Yeah. Part one, it's not even Jason. It's the mom. Yeah, part two, he doesn't have the hockey mask. And part mask. two, it's a, like a potato sack. Yeah. yeah. So, old dogs, y- you've Fuck been, you, Walt you, you Becker. Be, you've been found out. You think we wouldn't notice. We, yeah, we noticed. Did. Okay. And so, it's the last night of him having the kids. Yep. Um, and the next morning, he has a meeting with the, uh, the investors. And the- then he's picking up Kelly Preston at prison. Yeah, and is this also the scene? They send Seth Green to Japan. Yeah, they send Seth Green to Japan. Because he's going to be their company liaison liaison with the company. And so... um, He picks up Kelly Preston. Well, Rob always wakes up, and he's like, the sun is out. And he realizes that they missed the appointment with the investors. Because Zach, the son, unplugged unplugged the alarm alarm clock clock. to plug his PSP in. And he's like, Charlie, conference call. So they run, and then they're running through the kitchen. The kids have made a mess in the kitchen making pancakes, and then they walk out the door. Zach does this thing where he looks at his sister. He's like, three, two, one. Charlie and Dan come back in. It's like, kids, come with us. And then they leave with the adults. So then they make it to the conference room on time. It's like, we are so sorry we forgot. It's like, blah, blah, blah. I hope our liaison, uh, yeah. uh, Seth Green. What's Seth Green's name? Craig. Craig. <laughs> we hope our liaison, Craig, was able to like uh, run, start, the, start the meeting. He's like, we have not seen Craig since you told us he flew here. Yeah. He's like, what? And then one of the Japanese investor guys, like, I, he called me last night and I heard a. Unt, 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 yeah. unt, unt. And so we cut to Seth Green in a kimono. In and like a Japanese rave. face paint at a rave at a club in Tokyo, doing a 
Yeah. Doing exactly that. And so the the investors say the only being an hour late and not having a liaison is a bad look. The only way we'll do business is the two of you personally move to Tokyo. Yeah. And so now they're faced with a conundrum. Dun, dun, dun. And so Robin Williams, he goes and picks up uh, Kelly Preston at the airport or in prison. Um, and is like, I have to move to Tokyo. Um, and she doesn't take it well. She's like, don't we matter anything to you? And like, you think he's going to make the move and stay with them. But then we cut to him and trolls on a plane. Um, they go to Tokyo. They, uh, they have their meeting with the investors. Pretty much the rest of this movie is just on like speed run. Yeah. Um, and Travolta tells him a funny story about uh, like the whole drug thing that, yeah. you know, with the whole smile and all that stuff, like he cues him up to cues Williams up to finish the whole yeah. pitch. So then Williams stands up. He's like, okay. So he looks through his computer. He's like, I'm gonna pull up my notes. He pulls up a video of them at the carnival. Yeah. And he gets all choked up and teary eyed. And he intentionally blows the presentation. Yeah. So that they all be sent back to America. Well, after the video thing, he's like, oh, you know what? I don't need my computer because he can't get the videos off the yeah. screen. So he closes his computer and he's like, I'm just going to go off my notes. He picks up his notes and his kids list to yeah, do. with dad. So yeah. then he's like, chokes up and then cut to them going to the airport. He's like, I can't believe you blew that meeting, Dan. Yeah. He's like, we had everything all set for yeah. us, man. So the two of them break up. Two of them break up. They go back to America, back to New York. Travolta goes to pick up his dog at the end. Uh, oh, by the way, there's a big part of this where he has a dog. We totally forgot about the mascot of the movie. Yeah. Because this movie's called Old Dogs. And he has an old dog. And he has an old dog. Who barely appears in the movie. Like one scene. One scene. But he said, and they established that this dog is like 18 years old yeah. or some shit like and that. And so he gets to the, like the, the dog kennel. And, and he's like, like, where's my we dog? Like, we tried to call you. The dog died. Cut to Robin Williams in his apartment. He has a voicemail. He clicks From on Travolta. it. He says, like, hey, my Dan, dog died. Come dog, to the funeral if you want. I don't my care. only best friend died. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, the only friend I cared about died. Yeah. He's like, I'm really indifferent if you want to come to the funeral or not, but if in case you do, here it is. Yeah. So next day it's a funeral scene. Uh, there's a bunch of people with dogs. Yes. And John Travolta's giving this emotional Eulogy. farewell. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Robin Would Williams- I wouldn't like to say any more memories. And then, and then Robin hear, Williams shows up. Then you I would. And Robin Williams shows up with a new dog. With a new dog. It should be called New Dogs, IMO. Um, anyway. Yeah, and so they reconcile, and Travolta's like, We're gonna, I'm going to get you to your family. Because I think Robin Williams says, I got I to gotta go see my family. And John Travolta says, no, we, we got to go get, see your family. We got to go get your family. And so they, they find out that. They're having a birthday party for the kids. At the zoo. In Vermont. Yes. So And so for some reason they pick up Seth Green. Yeah. Is that why is he with them? Uh yeah, I don't Yeah, I, I have no I, idea. I have no idea why Seth Green. So it's the two them. of them with Seth Green and they're Seth driving Green to the Seth Green calls zoo. him and says, Hey guys, I know I messed up. I'm gonna make this up for you. It's like you're still on probation. Yeah, and so they bring him to the zoo, but he does nothing to assist them. So I don't know why he was there. Well, so they get they get they break into the zoo because yeah. the zoo's closed. But there's still a party going on. Inside. Yeah. And Travolta tries to slide the three big ones to the uh, the guard. Three one dollar bills. Three one dollar bills. Three big ones. Yeah. Um. And so they sneak into the zoo, but they, they're in the gorilla enclosure. <laughs> uh, twenty sixteen vibes much? Yeah. Harambe, rest in peace. Um, they don't shoot this gorilla. 
But the Robin starts using Jurassic Park logic, and he's like, "I can't see you if you don't move. You can't see you if you don't move." Gorilla just gets more intense, like, "Oh, I don't think that's gonna work." And then Robin was like, "You gotta get big and aggressive with yeah. it." So he's like, Aah! and the gorilla just gets aggressive with him. Yeah. So then they start, and then the they 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 say, "We gotta throw stuff at him." So they throw like fruit at the gorilla. Yeah. Gorilla picks up a tire and throws it, and it hits Travolta yeah. in the face. What? Oh, time. Oh, we just get okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh. Gorilla enclosure. Uh, they Robin Williams and Travolta get out. They run into a penguin. Yeah, enclosure. they get into a penguin, and this is when I wrote my notebook. Cinema, <laughs> because they're in a penguin thing. They're like, oh, they kill the penguins, and then it's like starts doing snap zooms on the manager. <laughs> penguins attack them, and they attack. And it's like Robin Williams abandons Travolta. He says, "I love you, Charlie," and he runs away. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's Seth Green with the gorilla, and John Travolta with the penguins. I'm alone. And so. Rob Williams grabs a guy and he's like, how can I get to the birthday party? And he's like, the gate to the birthday party zone is locked. And then John Travolta sees a guy with a jetpack. I kid you not, audience. <laughs> um, He runs up and he's like, who are you? And he's like, I, I'm a superhero. I fly I'm into kids' parties. Supposed to fly in for this kid's party. And Rob Williams realizes my daughter wanted a superhero for her dad. So he pays the guy off, gets in his jetpack. It starts flying. And flies to the party. He's like, hey, it's me. And the kids are like, dad. And it's this big emotional swelling triumphant moment. I was like, whatever. I was like, I want give, give me more of the the grotesque comedy, please. Um, but he falls into the lake and like almost dies. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they uh, they all reconcile. They become family. They become a family. And then we get a little montage just establishing what happened next. Yeah. And it is that uh, Seth Green is still with the gorilla. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, they left him with the gorilla. Um. Travolta and Rob Williams actually end up getting the account because the Mr. Nishimura thought family is important and a family man. We want family men running our company. So they get the deal. Rob Williams remarried Vicky and is now the actual. Travolta is now with uh, Lori Lachlan and has a daughter. And then we get another Dax Shepard cameo where he baby proofs Rob Williams yacht. Yeah. And uh, that's the end of the movie. Well, and Seth Green takes a photo of them. Oh, yes. And they all have the weird Joker. Oh, yeah, because they all took the pills by accident for some reason. Well, because the baby proofers spill oh, the yeah. pills. They spill the pills and they put all of the um, the ones that cause facial paralysis in the uh, anti-sun uh, sunburn or something. Seasick pills. Seasick pills. Because they're on a boat. I was wondering why the baby was doing it. Yeah. I was and like, so, well, the baby was And so they all have the, the Joker smiles and the movie ends. It's cursed. That's the I'm glad the movie ends on that grotesque visual. Because that's what I was the grotesqueness is what I vibe with. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go to the hair ranking real quick. Yes. Cue the music. Jeff, do you have a list in I do front have of it you? Because uh, this is the only one where I did not prep where it was going to go. But this is where we get the early 2000s impart. Yes. You know, we've seen this before, but this is like really imparty. So it's not bad hair, but it's just kind of ge- generic. So I'm going to put this. Hmm. I'm going to put this. Um. Uh, Above, she's so lovely. Below, basements. Mm-hmm. Between thirty-three and thirty-four. Cool. 
That's the hair ranking. So lovely, There's this. nothing really to say about it. It's just a regular M part that Travolta has. Uh, it's good fine. one though. Look, it's it's you're right. It's decent. Yeah. Looks significantly younger than Robin Williams, even though they're basically the same age. Yeah. And so, what's the content? What's the post text of this, Jeffy? So this movie comes out. It gets blasted by critics. Gets a one star by Roger Ebert. Um, it has a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This is one of his worst reviewed movies. Five percent. Which, even though the two of us kind of enjoyed it, I would not argue it's a good movie. No, it's not a good movie. Yeah. I, I, I like, this... we kind of enjoyed this just in like this is so bad but funny yeah grotesque whatever yeah. vulgar um and then the box office it makes 96 million on a 35 million budget which is good Damn. but it was still viewed as a disappointment by Disney because sure. Wild Hogs was a huge success yeah um and they're seeing diminishing returns with Travolta and Becker so they don't work with them again yeah and uh, so this movie is a success, but they don't see it as a success. Right, right. It only right. makes a little profit. And this is around the time Disney's starting to get into the mega blockbuster zone. Yeah. Where it's like, if something doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a flop. Right. So that's basically the um, the post-text of Old Dogs. It really doesn't do anything for anyone. Yeah. I would say it's so stupid that it can be funny sometimes. It's a, it's a transition movie for Travolta. Yeah. You know, right here with this and the taking of Pelham one to the transition into the new era. Yeah. And that's uh and that's that's the that. post Stewart, any final thoughts on old dogs? Um I think we pretty much said it everything. Yeah. You know. It's got my favorite hero, Robin Williams, in it. Your best guy. My best friend. Robin Williams is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I have to say. That's basically that. my thoughts on it. That uh the cast is okay. I think that everyone's trying in this movie. Um, it's not a good movie, but I enjoy it as a piece of vulgar craftsmanship. Yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. That's, that's basically it. Shall we, shall we, yeah. uh, close this out, Jeff? Yeah. So, uh, make sure to tune in next week, folks, for our episode on From Paris with Love. <laughs> when we begin the Red Vox era of Travolta's oh, career. Yeah. Stuart's very excited. Oh, he's so excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, and please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. You can follow us at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram. Email us at uh, TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Pop into our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Find me on Instagram at Stuart on Please do something in our Reddit, please. Yes, the Reddit is it's, it's sad. Reddit's very sad. Please yes. do something on our Reddit. Um, <laughs> and such thanks as always to Michael William Smith for our theme music, Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design, Nicole Johnson for our social media. Have a great week, folks. See you next time. Compare us with love.